Hare Krishna, everyone. I hope you guys uh, are enjoying our retreat so far. So today we are very fortunate to have His Holiness Sachinanda Swami with us today. And um, I'm just going to be introducing him, although he does not need any introduction. Um, he's been helping Pandav Sena and guiding us for such a long time with our mentorship system. And um, literally, we've had him, we're so lucky to have him here with us today. Uh, so just for the people who don't know Maharaj, um, he's been a disciple of Srila Prabhupada and he's been um, following the practices of Bhakti for over 42 years. Uh, he is known for his significant contribution to the practice of contemplation and meditation for modern pract practitioners of Bhakti. Uh, he does many workshops. Beautiful Kirtan. He teaches at the Vrindavan Institute for Higher Education in India and the Bhaktivedanta College in Belgium. He has recently founded the organization Yoga is Music. And he is, um, he is also the spiritual master of our own, very own Gaur Krishna Prabhu. So let me just uh, uh, hand it over to, to Maharaj. And yes, please um, forgive me if I made any mistakes, Maharaj, introducing you. Thank you very much, Pat. And... Uh... Hare Krishna, I'm happy to see um, a few faces in the pictures in front, but I assume there are many more of you. And uh, I'm very happy with the subject matter with Yashoda Priya um, introduced. Uh, what would Srila Prabhupada do? Day-to-day uh, -day practical tips. So I'm, I'm very... Uh, inspired really to spend this time with you. And I mm, really want to say when I came to Krishna consciousness, uh, this concept of following the footsteps of uh, a great soul made a lot of sense to me. See, my ancestors come from Sweden, which is um, most of the time and not most of the time, but during the winter time, covered by snow. And uh, everything looks really the same. You have no orientation where to go unless you find someone who knows the way and then walk behind their footsteps to the next place of human civilization. Uh, so uh, being from this country and uh, having heard about this situation that uh, you need to follow guidance, you need to follow footsteps in order to get anywhere. Uh, uh, therefore, this subject matter made a lot of sense to me to, to learn what Srila Prabhupada did in a given situation and uh, then follow his example in our situation in our life and by following his examples or his footsteps one can very very easily uh, come to a result which one could not come uh, on his or her own so i'm most enthusiastic to spend this time with you and i request you that we just uh, start now um, let us offer our obeisances to Srila Prabhupada and then we will go 
uh, into our subject matter. But uh, really, thank you for inviting me. Thank you for organizing this time. I'm, I'm really missing you. And uh, Pat said, uh, uh, we are here with our, um, uh, with Gorkrishna. Uh, there is a rumor that Gorkrishna has become a great yogi and is levitating. Uh, now uh, in our association <laughs> and I think it's good if you see him so that you can just uh, uh, <laughs> uh, have <laughs> he is here he is intact we feed him well <laughs> Haribo <laughs> good <clears throat> Namam Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prashtaya Bhutale Shimate Bhakti Vedanta Swami Nitinamine Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Pacharine Nirvishesha Shunyavari Paskatyadi Satarine Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Galadhara Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Everybody please Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare In my own life as a disciple, I always had the desire to meet very personally the Srila Prabhupada and receive very concrete personal instructions. And this time that this was possible came in a very, very surprising way into my life. Uh, Srila Prabhupada had visited us in Germany. Mm, at that time, we had uh, taken mm, a big, big castle as our temple, and we were able to supply him with the apartment which the master of the castle was using in ancient time. Um, mm, during the day, Srila Prabhupada was busy in his room to either write or receive guests. And in the morning and evening, he would give classes and do kirtan. Now, because Prabhupada was busy during the day, uh, we um, were continuing our Sankirtan book distribution. We took after his lecture some prasadam and uh, then went out all day. Only a few devotees remained back in the castle. 
And uh, I was chosen to be Prabhupada's guard during this time. I would sit before his door and I would make sure that the devotees or people who would uh, pass by uh, his door in the large corridor would not make noise so that he could, could do undisturbed his translation. Now one day my good fortune blossomed. <laughs> Uh, Satsvarup Maharaj, who was massaging him every day, had fever and uh, looked for someone who could massage Srila Prabhupada. And somehow he found me before the door and he asked me, uh, are you knowing how to massage? And I immediately uh, sensed my chance and said, I think I'm the best massage person in all of Germany, although I had no idea what massage would bring with it. So he immediately uh, invited me in and I stepped before Srila Prabhupada. He went out of the room because Prabhupada had told him, you have fever, you should rest. So I was standing alone before Srila Prabhupada, who looked at me and uh, he could see that I was his massage boy, but I think he could see right through me and understand I had no idea how to massage a person. Uh, so he, he, he looked at me with his all-knowing eyes and I looked back and was this, I froze and I remember I started to perspire so much that underneath my arm a whole ocean <laughs> accumulated <laughs> because I felt, oh no, he sees that I'm a pretender. Then mm -hmm. Prabhupada looked at me and he said with his deep voice, just do your service. I immediately uh, got behind him and uh, started to move my hands up his uh, back in this way, because that's how he wanted his massage to start. And he looked, he said, harder. I, I pressed more. Prabhupada said, harder. I pressed really more. Then Prabhupada again said, harder, more. I pressed with all my weight. And then, uh, then he looked at me and said, what do you do for service? He noticed that my grip was rather weak, not like a hero. I said to Srila Prabhupada, I'm trying to translate your books. And immediately when Srila Prabhupada saw that I was supporting him in what he considered so essential for his mission, his demeanor changed. And he asked, almost like you asked a colleague, how many pages a day you do? So I thought, well, let me give my best number, <laughs> which I have reached maybe one time or twice in all this 
translating uh, time. I said 12 pages. And he looked at me again with this all-knowing glances, glance. And I again froze. He asked, really? And I said, I'm proud of that was on my best day. <laughs> what I understood at that moment is that I cannot lie to Srila Prabhupada. He is the representative of the super soul. That means he has access to everyone's heart and mind and sees it just like you and me would see a written page and he could read it. And from that moment I decided, yes, I better be truthful. He knows anyways everything. Uh, then Prabhupada said, a disciple should be four things. And I felt he would now give me my life instructions. He said he should be a good student. He should learn. He should be a guru. He should teach or give what he has learned to others. He should be a water carrier. I later asked devotees, what is a water carrier? In this, is it an analogy for something? And I uh, heard that water carrier means when in the village the well is dry, the water carrier will go to another well uh, in a nearby village or to another reservoir of water, and he will have a mechanism, and uh, that mechanism. Uh, is uh, not a mechanism. He will have something like, you know, where you can fill water in, maybe buckets or maybe some other arrangement. And he brings water, which is so needed to the people of his village. A water carrier is a servant who helps others to go through difficult times. And finally, Prabhupada said, a devotee should be a cook. With uh, a cook, he meant uh, one should be self-reliant, independent. So these are the four instructions which he gave me. A disciple, he said, should be a good student, should never stop to learn. He should be a guru, a spiritual teacher, himself, either you know, this in an official role or not in an official role, but you should help and instruct and guide others. He should be a water carrier, that is a sincere servant, uh, bringing what is most needed. And he should be a cook, independent. So, with, I'm very happy to say that uh, during this meeting, Srila Prabhupada uh, gave me what I 
so much craved for. That is instructions, uh, personal instructions that would guide uh, me through my life. Uh, Prabhupada was always like this. He was rooted in the spiritual reality and he would help others with giving spiritual instructions. That was uh, how he always was. He was like this mm, when he was out in big gatherings lecturing, but he also was like this behind closed doors. Mm, you know, when he would retire into his room, uh, anyone who met him at that time would also get instructions like the instructions he gave me. He was never switched off from, uh, uh, and I will uh, tell you a very interesting little story of the Prabhupada behind the closed doors, which I think we are all interested in. How, how was he privately as a person? I will talk about this a little later towards the end of my presentation. But here I want to start by saying, these are the four instructions which Srila Prabhupada gave me personally. Um, of course, I receive a lot of instructions from his books and recorded lectures as a disciple, but here there was a personal meeting. <laughs> there was also a very endearing detail. Prabhupada wanted me in the massage to, to crack his finger knuckles, I think they're called, uh, by pulling the, the finger. And I started to do, I, I tried this and with the little finger, the pinky, but I didn't want to pull hard enough, harder. The Prabhupada said, harder. I said, no Prabhupada, I can't do it. I'm afraid I will hurt you. No, no, this is very good. No, Prabhupada, according to medicine, this is not good. Who said? My mother. <laughs> so Prabhupada, let it, let it go by. He did not want to go against the authority of my mother. He was very uh, a traditional person. It is said in the scriptures, you may disobey Many people, you may even disobey your father, but you can never disobey your mother. This is on, in the Dharma Shastras, you know, on, on one level, mm, because the mother has given you, has carried you under her heart and given you life with very special relationship. Mm. And she uh, loves also very much. So the question is, what would Srila Prabhupada do day-to-day -day practical tips? I want to focus today on uh, four practical tips um, which Prabhupada illustrated with his life. I want to first talk about determination. In the 
Second canto, Prabhupada writes, an easygoing life and attainment in transcendental realization cannot go together. An easygoing life will never bring you to any transcendental realizations. You have to be willing to give it some effort. Mm. Um, effort or abhyasa <clears throat> should be done over a prolonged time span. Your effort should be uninterrupted, say you're chanting, then you should chant through. And your efforts should be coupled with devotion and enthusiasm. Then you will be successful in whatever you do. If you do something very regularly over a prolonged amount of time, if you do it uninterrupted, and if you do it with devotion and enthusiasm. For me, Prabhupada's life spells out this determination in a very, very uh, nice way. Prabhupada once told us, I personally was walking through fire uh, for my Guru Maharaj. Uh, he was so determined. He could not be discouraged by any obstacles which uh, came up or flared into his face, maybe like a, a fire flame. Mm. Let's look at some examples. When Prabhupada was a Grihasta, he had just finished to build up a little factory for producing medical uh, items, you know, tonics, pills, and so on, to help people. Prabhupada was always a water carrier. He was always trying to help, even as a Grihasta. He was uh, uh, producing uh, or making medicines and then um, selling them to the people. And in this way, earn his life. So when he had just finished to build his factory, he had not yet insured it. It, it burned down. Imagine, he had put every cent which he had worked for, every rupee, you would better say, into this factory. And it just burned down and he wouldn't get anything back from it because it was not insured. But Prabhupada just uh, continued uh, with his uh, little business and was just unfazed, undisturbed, because he was so determined. For a determined person who, as I said, acts enthusiastically, there cannot be any obstacles. The material energy stands at the side and says, come, come, do your thing. An enthusiastic person uh, will always be blessed by fortune, by good fortune. Mm. There's even a saying like this by, by Lakshmi Devi herself. 
an enthusiastic, determined person. Mm. Uh, mm, later, Srila Prabhupada went uh, over the, across the ocean to spread Krishna consciousness in the West, in this first um, place where he started uh, with his mission was America. Yeah. Mm. He first saw the Boston Harbor and then he went to New York and uh, came off the boat there. Now on his journey, something happened which shows us a practical example of determination. Uh, what happened uh, was narrated by Srila Prabhupada to one of his friends in Vrindavan, who was known as affectionately as Bhagaji. And uh, this is what Prabhupada told him. When I was going by ship over the ocean, I suffered from a heart attack. All of a sudden, I could see coming towards our ship, another ship. There was Krishna with his many in incarnations or avatars coming on that second ship, which was coming towards the Jaladuta, uh, the ship on which Srila Prabhupada was. And Krishna told Prabhupada, come, come with me now. But Srila Prabhupada's determination at that moment was just so strong that he said, no, please don't take me. I have not yet done my master's work. Referring to Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, his eternal spiritual master who had given him this instruction. Just think about this for a moment. If Krishna comes personally to you and says, come along with me now, and you are elderly, and you have a heart attack where you don't know really if I will survive. It is a, it's a very traumatic experience to have this heart arrest, you know. And in this situation, Prabhupada said, no, I have not, please don't take me. I have not yet done my master's work. <laughs> what determination, <clears throat> what great, great, determination he had. <clears throat> my dear devotees, my dear friends, who are still hesitating maybe at times to surrender to Krishna fully, uh, this determination is something so wonderful. It is necessary to have it in our big project. We may have projects like earning our livelihood. We may have projects which are related to our services, which we do. We may have um, plans for Pandavasena. But there's one big project which everyone who's born in the human form of life is, is born with. I call it the one project, the biggest project that that is to go back home, back to Godhead. 
Srila mm. Prabhupada speaks about this project in the fourth canto, chapter 12, text 43. He says, My Guru Maharaj, Sri Srimad Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Goswami Prabhupada used to say that every one of his disciples could attain Vaikuntha Loka in this life without waiting for another life to execute devotional service. One simply has to become as serious and sincere, right? serious and sincere as Dhruva Maharaj. Then it is quite possible to attain Vaikuntha Loka and go back home, back to Godhead in one life. Wow, what a project! Have you thought about this in your in relationship to your own life? It's definitely something very big, something very great, something which is the, the Thank you, Kapil. Uh, Kapil is giving us the, the link there where we can find this. Uh, yes, this is a, a really uh, possible determination. For a determined person who is oriented towards his goal and who is willing to overcome the obstacles which will uh, come on his way. Nothing is important. And do you know, it's so blissful if one is determined and it is so frustrating if one breaks his own determination, his own plan again and again. It takes all strengths away from us. It breaks our heart. It is uh, not strengthening us but it is weakening us uh, very much. Mm. Now you might say, Oh Maharaj, thank you for your lecture. You have successfully discouraged me. I'm not very determined by nature. I'm a normal person. I'm, uh, yes, I know and have heard many things, but basically I trot along my daily uh, life. When it comes to giving the action, I flee the from the battlefield of determination. <laughs> um, I have good news for you. It is not necessary to be determined like Dhruva Maharaj. Dhruva Maharaj um, was so sincere, he was so determined that even uh, as a young boy, he left mm, for the forest where there were very challenging life circumstances and he uh, became, uh, how do you say, a, a yogi. Mm, that is not possible for everyone. Prabhupada writes this, mm, mm, Mm. We should always remember, he says, that to become a bona fide devotee of the Lord 
is not an easy task. But in this age, by the mercy of Lord Chaitanya, it has been made very easy. But if we do not follow even the liberal instructions of Lord Chaitanya, Kapil, if you want to show the devotees where this is, it's fourth canto, eighth chapter, text 72. But if we do not follow even the liberal instructions of Lord Chaitanya, how can we expect to discharge our regular duties in devotional service? It is not possible in this age to follow Dhruva Maharaj in his austerity. No, <laughs> you have no chance. You are not like Dhruva Maharaj. At least I don't know anyone in London who is like Dhruva Maharaj. Maybe Sutapa. It is not possible in this age to follow Dhruva Maharaja in his austerity. But the principles must be followed. We should not disregard the regulative principles given by our spiritual master, for they make it easier for the conditioned souls. See, these four regulative principles are uh, not an exquisite torture. They make it easier to follow, to, to have a mind which is focused on the uh, big picture. The moment one breaks the uh, four regulative principles, one loses the big picture out of the mind and is not so strong uh, in one's spiritual life. It makes one, it makes it easier. No? Mm. As far as our ISCO movement is concerned, we simply ask that one observes the four prohibitive rules, chant 16 rounds, and instead of indulging in luxury eating, luxurious eating of the Gujarati kitchen, oh no, that's not here. And instead of indulging in luxurious eating for the tongue, simply accept prashad offered to the Lord. Simple program. So this I find is one of the greatnesses of Srila Prabhupada. Uh, one has to be determined. And Krishna will see how painstaking one is on this path. That's another quote of Prabhupada. But somehow, Srila Prabhupada has seen what is a practical uh, expression of determination. And he has reduced it to very simple, uh, a very simple process to follow four regulative principles and on the positive end to chant 16 rounds and offer one's foodstuffs mm, uh, diligently uh, to Krishna, diligently. Uh, so that is uh, possible. That's in the reach of each one of us. I want to now come to, this was the uphill part of the lecture. Now we will go the downhill part. Now the easy part comes. Um, you might ask yourself justifyingly, yes, I could see Srila Prabhupada gave such an example 
of determination. Uh, I could see, even as a grihasta, how he was undaunted by uh, obstacles. And I could see how he uh, personally almost battled with death. He was so determined and he uh, requested Krishna to give him a little bit more time, even though he suffered from a heart arrest, you know, a deadly thing. Yes, and I have followed you that in this age, the determination which is for, required for us is simple, um, you know, this simple uh, prohibitive rules we have to follow. Um, and what else? 16 rounds and offering our prasadam and eating, uh, offering our food and eating only prasadam. But still, how can I build up my enthusiasm, my uh, determination? Uh, is this a good subject matter? What can I do to strengthen my enthusiasm? Because sometimes I see that despite my better knowledge, I seem to be pulled by my habits in an opposite direction that is not good for me. I uh, uh, received a wonderful answer in Sutapa Prabhu's lecture where he said there are three P's, like the letter P as it uh, appears in Pratik uh, uh, or Pacht, no? the letter P. Uh, three P's. Uh, one is mm, mm, philosophy. Uh, philosophy brings up our uh, determination. Once there was an awkward situation in Mayapur, Prabhupada gave a lecture and devotees started to get up and go out of the lecture. I presume or assume because they had other services at that time. And Srila Prabhupada's response was extremely strong. Fasten your seatbelts, please. A little storm comes now. Why are they going? They are busy in some other work? Ukra karma. Ukra means terrible, ferocious work. <laughs> Without hearing what he will do, this nonsense? Shravanam Kirtanam. This is our main business. Shravanam. If you don't hear, what will you do? You will do simply sense gratification. That's all. Mm. If we are not interested in hearing and speaking, then everything will become a formula and gradually it will be stopped. Unless there's a life of hearing philosophy, shravanam, and then speaking, kirtanam, Mm, yes, unless there is life of Shravanam Kirtanam, all these big, big buildings 
temples, they will become a burden. Uh, so, my dear devotees, my dear friends, let us have a minute of introspection. Do you also sometimes feel burned out? Where you just, uh, and, and so much service and, oh, my life is already a little complicated and now I have to attend a Pandavasena retreat and a meeting and, uh, oh, everything is hard. This is because your inner strength has been neglected. The inner strength comes only by having a strong vision, a strong perspective uh, by Shramanam and Kirtanam. It is also compared with watering the seed of bhakti. When you put fresh water on a seed, then the seed can grow into a strong plant. However, if you neglect watering the seed and the plant, it will become weak. You will become unenthusiastic. And as Prabhupada said, you will simply become interested in sense gratification. This is the old mind, the old circuits, the old uh, habits will come very strong, will become very strong. So therefore, there must be the life of Shravanam, Kirtanam, uh, philosophy, in other words. We must hear, we must hear, then we will be enthusiastic and determined um, by all means. The second, so we are speaking here about the building blocks of determination. The second the first thing was philosophy. The second P uh, was uh, people or Sangha. There's an Af African proverb. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with many. Because uh, sangha is the root cause, big roots of bhakti. Uh, when you cut the root, the tree has to fall down. If you cut sangha, you have to also fall down. Let us look at the example of Bharat Maharaj. You know, the emperor, Bharata, had given up his land, or his, his, his throne, actually, his, uh, to go into the forest in order to dedicate himself entirely to the pursuit of Krishna consciousness. He was all alone. Then it so happened that uh, one morning, he was doing his regular morning activities, his Sandhya prayers, his chanting of mantras. And he saw a deer, a female deer, uh, opposite of the little river before which he sat, uh, drinking. All of a sudden, the deer got startled because in the back, a lion 
roared. And she, uh, she became so afraid that she uh, wanted to cross the river by jumping. And she actually, in, in, the, in the midst of her jump, she lost her little bumby deer, small deer, uh, which fell into the river. The, the poor dear mother was so distraught with misery and pain that she just could manage to, to crawl into a cave and out of misery uh, for having lost her child, she gave up her life. So Bharata uh, was doing his sadhana, but he, he became obviously touched by the uh, this traumatic situation and he saw the little deer being washed away helplessly by the small river so he jumped into the river it was not very deep got to the deer and the small baby deer caught it and brought it uh, back now there was no mother what is the future of a little baby deer without a mother? It has to die. So Bharata uh, understood. I, I have to take care now. See, he was an exalted Raja Rishi and Raja Rishis or Vedic kings take care of all their prajas or even the animals, not just the human beings. Uh, and uh, something quicked, kicked in, the sense of responsibility. But in the process of taking care of the deer, he became so attached to the deer uh, in a way that was not normal. When the, he was doing his uh, spiritual practices, the deer, having no one else to play, would come and with its wet little face or snout uh, would poke into Bharata's side and Bharata thought oh, he wants to play it. He put his bee back to the side or whatever he did. He took, took, put his practice to the side uh, to comfort uh, the deer and play with the deer. And over some time, because there was no one near him who could warn him and said Bharata you're going a little bit too far you need time for your practice and over the time he got so distracted that uh, he uh, did not think of Krishna any longer but just of the deer from morning uh, till evening we once we have a community as some of you know Golokadam where we have uh, also, uh, the, uh, we, we are in the midst of the forest, and we once uh, also saved two baby deers because their mother got shot during the hunting season, and we put the baby deers on our project and, and gave them goat milk to drink, and they became quite attached to us. Mm. And the deer taker, deer caretaker, I didn't see him in the program any longer. So one day I took him to the side and say, 
do you know the story of Bharata? Don't do the same mistake. Uh, Bharata neglected all his spiritual principles, just like you, because he was always with the deer. Uh, this is not good. And he said, oh, sorry, Maharaj, it's not good. Thank you that you told me. I will, I will take care of the morning program and then take care of, uh, I will be there in the morning program and then go. Uh, I remember this always. Um, in Bharata Maharaj's uh, set up or life, there was no one there who could say, hey, 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 uh, it's good to take care of the deer. It's good to be compassionate for Vaishnava. But this is going into an extreme direction, which is harmful for your further spiritual advancement. No. There was no one there. And therefore, like a tree whose root was cut, he fell. He became so absorbed in the deer, obsessed with the deer, that he uh, had to take a rebirth as a deer. So Sangha, association or people, is the second P. Very important. It's the root cause of devotional service, says Krishna Das Kaviraj. The third P, my dear people, my dear Panavasenas, is a practice, uninterrupted practice over a long time with determination and enthusiasm. That's very, very important because by practice, you see with your own eyes, by regular practice, you open your spiritual eyes and then you see, uh, oh yes, I'm in a soul. Um, Bhaktivinoda Thakur writes a beautiful, beautiful uh, prayer about practicing. I will request Go Krishna to give me the Bhajan Rahasya so that I can read it. He introduces his uh, poem. He says, oh, what has happened to me? I was chanting Hare Krishna, but something has happened to me. Uh, in this time. Something unexpected, something very, very good has happened to me. One moment, I have to find it for you. Mm. Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. Here it is. As I was chanting the holy names repeatedly, what has happened to me? I have come to understand that I'm Krishna's eternal servant. Can you see, see the point? By practice, he doesn't have this as a theoretical understanding. Yes, I'm servant of Krishna. I've come to understand this. I have realized that I'm trapped in the bonds of illusion. I'm trapped. I'm a prisoner and I'm suffering in so many ways due to this one problem, my separation from Govinda. So he has chanted and then he says, another thing has happened to me. I see this worldly life no longer brings me any pleasure. The only thing I want to know now is what do I have to do 
in order to meet and see Krishna. <laughs> These are the results of practice. It's not theoretical. Yes, we need philosophy so that we have an orientation. Yes, we need people uh, so that we have practical examples um, and friends who can help us as we move on. But without practice, even philosophy and the association of people will not give you the determination you need. Practice gives you realization. Practice gives you insights which are deeper than just theoretical understanding. No. Practice is so important. And as you practice, uh, you will become more determined. As you have the proper association, you will become more determined. As you read philosophy, you will become more determined. Not theoretically. It will be practical. It is as if you get an extra motor, 220 PS. Do we have PS in, in England? No. No, we don't have. How do you say a strong motor? No, how do you calculate the strengths of a motor? We know what I'm talking about. We have uh, a lot of strengths by, 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 by this. So I remember from Prabhupada's uh, life uh, a good example about practice. Go, Krishna, please take this. Mm. I think you all know the practice I'm talking about <laughs> is the chanting of the holy names in an uninterrupted way, in a long way, and with some devotion and enthusiasm. Uh, Prabhupada also gave a practical example uh, for this. and. Uh, this, I think, is such a good day-to-day -day practical tip that I would like to end with this. When I was a householder, he once told uh, his servant, I would chant four rounds before each meal and four rounds before retiring in the evening. In this way, 16 rounds could be chanted without difficulty. He laughed and he said, if you don't take prasadam before chanting your four rounds, then you will, sure, then you will be sure to get them chanted. No. That was a, a way how Prabhupada coaxed himself into regular practice. Four rounds before the breakfast, four rounds before the noon prasadam, four rounds before the evening uh, dinner, and four rounds before bedtime. Uh, and in this way, he would got, get his rounds completed. Mm, I don't think uh, Prabhupada was uh, 
always splitting his rounds in four. I remember once how I came into his room in uh, Paris uh, with four other devotees. We had purchased a very nice woolen blanket. It was very good quality and very warming. And then we had gone into his room, but there was no one there. So we asked his, we went down the staircase again and asked his servant, Prabhupada is not there. We uh, wanted to give him the um, uh, uh, gift before we go back to Germany, but uh, we went into his room and he was not there. No, no, he's, he must be there. You look again. Then we again went up the staircase. It was a narrow staircase. And we opened the door, we knocked and there was no response. So we opened the door and we went into the room. And you know, Prabhupada was in the room, but he was hiding in the room. <laughs> he was in the, in the shade of the door so to say. I'm not sure if this is an English word and therefore I will just show you. Go Krishna, please open this door. See there is this is called the shade of the door. There was his rocking Chair and Prabhupada was Herbal March, you can continue. Oh, please save us. Uh, can you bring me back? Yep, you're back. You're back, March. I'm uh, back. Okay, okay. <laughs> Some unexpected disturbance. <laughs> so, um, thank you. Thank you. So, this is, uh, he was there in the shade of the door, rocking on his rocking chair. And chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. And he was really absorbed. Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare. <laughs> Hare Ram. I think you get the idea. Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Shruti Kirti remembers one day I was sitting in his room in Nudvaraka cleaning around his desk. He was there sitting behind his desk chanting Japa, as he pulled down a counterbeat, he looked at me with a beautiful smile and said humorously, there, <laughs> I have finished my 16 rounds. Now I can do any damn thing I want. <laughs> Prabhupada didn't do damn things, <laughs> but he was just saying, I, I, I have completed this, no? So, so uh, this I feel is a good mm, uh, example he gave himself uh, uh, of uh, 
regular practice. So let me just give you a summary of today's presentation and then a takeaway. Um, uh, we were talking today on practical tips for daily life. Prabhupada gave me four instructions and you might like to uh, also apply them in your life. Um, become a good disciple, that means someone who is a student, who learns, who is always willing to learn something new and not stagnate on his path. A guru, yes, you might, you might think, how am I a guru? Yes, you are a guru in, in your relationships where you help uh, someone. You are a guru in your friendships. You are a guru in the, in, um, if you are a parent and you take care of a child. You are uh, also, uh, let us say, uh, teaching someone who is uh, knowledge, if he spreads the knowledge, it will increase. Then a water carrier, that means more or less a humble servant um, who does what is necessary and a cook, someone who's independent. I wanted then to discuss a little bit on determination, uh, Prabhupada's determination, and I gave you two examples from his life when his factory burned down and when he said, I personally was walking through fire for my Guru Maharaj's service. And also how he pulled through his heart attack, which came on the ship while he was crossing the Atlantic, Atlantic Ocean. And then I wanted to just talk, bring the subject home to us. But I wanted to say how it is so important to be determined. Uh, uh, remember this quote, an easygoing life and transcendental realization cannot go together. Uh, but I wanted to also give you practical um, uh, solutions or practical tips, how you can build your determination. Uh, I, I learned this from Sutapa. Uh, Babu, whom I value very much in his uh, extremely good lectures mm, and, and as a person also. These are the three P's and I think you can remember everything, you know, the three P's. You are Pandavasena, so P is already in your initials, so to say, uh, and the three P's, where what? Philosophy, I hear. Then the next one. People, Sangha. People, yeah, Sangha. And the third one. Practice. Practice, wonderful. Take these with you and your life will become uh, really, will bring very good fruits. You will see them very quickly. These are three things and I gave you examples of Srila Prabhupada. For each one of this, these points, philosophy, how he always said this, our main business to hear the philosophy, um, the Sangha, how he spoke about uh, the root cause of Bhakti as being devotional service. We heard Bharata who didn't have this. And the third is the emphasis on practice, uh, which makes you uh, very determined.
But I want to say the subject <clears throat> is so inspiring for me. I will think more about it. I think we could uh, focus on, you know, one quality of Prabhupada, give examples uh, from his life and his teachings and benefit. It's a very nice subject matter. I want to really thank the organizers. It must have been Yashoda Priya and Kapil who came up with this extremely nice subject. Thank you very much. Good. I have now spoken. Uh, we have now uh, a little time, 25 minutes for questions and answers. Um, I would be really happy if there is something which appears to me. I think our part will uh, will give it to me, the question. Yes, is there something, part? Uh, yes, Marge. Thank you so much for your talk. Um, it was really informative. I'm just going to go straight to the questions now. So there's one um, from Kishan Prabhu, and he's asking, he's asking that he can often get into the habit of thinking Sangha means just spending time with devotees, though it may not necessarily be Krishna conscious. So he's asking, could you give us some further insight as to what Sangha in this context means? Yes, very good question, Kishan. Um, in the 10th canto, we find Muchukunda talking about the Sangha of devotees. He says it gives one a matihi, means an inner orientation, like a desire to uh, serve Krishna. You know, I can do many things in the Sangha of devotees, but I should always see that uh, at the end of the Sangha, when we part ways again, uh, we are enthusiastic uh, to serve Krishna. Not we are enthusiastic to go to the next um, football play, Liverpool against Manchester, uh, with hurricane leading the storm. Um, uh, uh, so, uh, I know, I, I know. <laughs> am I still with you? I see here. Um, yes, here I am back again. So, uh, you can do many things in a Sangha. For instance, you can invite uh, people, uh, cook nice prasadam, and over prasadam discuss a question like how uh, uh, how go, uh, things going on for you and uh, everyone talks from his experience and then you say let us share how we can uh, now uh, uh, let me say uh, more productive in our krishna consciousness so you you somehow bring in a natural way krishna in what we do is we do service all day, but we have uh, two meals or one meals together. And during the Sangha, uh, we in our little ashram always like to discuss a philosophical question where everyone contributes uh, their realizations. Um, like one is subject was 
uh, how can we come to our next level now? What is our next level and what would, will help us to go to our next level? You can do kirtan together or you can watch a kirtan or a, uh, uh, well, to watch kirtan is a little dry. I mean, only if you cannot do, do kirtan together, then you can he listen to a kirtan. There are many things you can do and I want to encourage you to be creative, but uh, whatever it is that you do, the principle must always be that everyone feels encouraged to move forward in Krishna consciousness. Sangha may not always mean to just have a Bhagavatam, open the Bhagavatam, read it, and then discuss from it. That's, of course, best and very good. But sometimes you're young and you need to do young, young people things. Uh, no problem, no problem. But uh, it uh, should always see, uh, intelligently be planned so that Krishna is there. Thank you, Kesha. Thank you, Maharaj, for answering. Um, I haven't, there's another question from Ape Prabhu. If you want to unmute your mic and turn your camera on as well, that would be nice. Hare Krishna, Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Um, oh yeah, our Ave, Harivol Ave. I'm seeing you. Good to see you too, Maharaj. So, how do we find the balance between being a good guru and also not be becoming too overpowering and controlling? Thank you. How to find the balance between being a teacher, you know, helping people on and not being too overbearing and controlling. There is a very important thing you must understand if you are going to help other people. First, you must understand the situation in which they are. Without understanding the situation, your well-intentioned help might just create stress for them. Let me give you an example. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, let us say there's a child who cries. And you think the child is most probably hungry and you try to bring some good cookies and stuff it into the mouth. But the child is not hungry. He cries more. You think, I like cookies, I give him cookies, but he may be just thirsty or she may, he may have the need to change the diapers or or you know I can't think of very good examples at the moment he may have another need and by pushing on and into something else you are hurting actually in the name so first thing is if you want to help others find out what is the situation and then um, you will you will, and then you should come always from the motive, from the, mm, from the place that you want to help them grow. 
I would like to give you an example. Um, when I really love a flower, I will give water to it so that the flower can grow. In the same way, when I really care for someone, I will see that I nourish them in such a way that they can grow. I remember how once I was a bad guru in relationship. I mean, we have not a guru-disciple relationship, but I was a bad teacher in relationship to you. You were very young and you had come to Goloka Dam uh, and uh, you played the Madanga. Very young. Now you are a master of Madanga, but before that, you were very young and so on. And I needed to have really a strong, strong and loud Madanga playing because I think there were Pandava Senas there, they need to dance <laughs> and, and you know, like this. And I thought, oh no, I will give the Madanga to someone else. And I never uh, came back to you on this. Uh, I should have done something else. I should have said, your playing is very wonderful, but I would love to show you at another time or would like to ask the devotee at another time to show you how to do more strong beats uh, and more, you know, there is certain beats when, when the dancing gets going, you need a certain, in English, you would say groove. <laughs> so uh, uh, I should have helped you to grow. Instead, I just said, uh, no, no, don't play. I have never forgiven myself for doing this. And I have, in the, I think I, I have corrected it. And now, by the way, you are so good. You, you please always play and all the kirtans uh, when, when there is uh, the, the, the op opportunity. So, uh, yes, but I wanted to just give you a personal example because I think I'm, by, by hearing such a thing, one gets the idea very much. So help always the other person to blossom, to grow, to expand their knowledge, to then uh, your teaching is good. Otherwise, mm, you might just, uh, <laughs> I don't know, uh, uh, topple the, the tender flower. You might just throw it down uh, and not by not giving it water to help it blossom. Good. And people will notice when you come from the right place. They will notice it. Fine. So, Pat, what is the next question? Yes, Maharaj. Thank you for answering. Um, next question is Pratik Prabhu. Uh, if you could unmute your mic and your camera as well, turn it on. That would be really nice. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Ah, oh, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Prabhupada. Yes. question is, how do we have an enthusiasm between our service and sadhana? Actually, doing service is kind of a more enthusiastic thing as we are naturally passionate to do something. But focusing on our sadhana and being enthusiastic about that is a difficult thing. So how do we become enthusiastic about our own sadhana? 
Thank you very much. Very good question. How can I be enthusiastic about my sadhana? It's not difficult to be enthusiastic, uh, or it's not so difficult to be enthusiastic about service because I'm moving, uh, I can use my passionate energy, but sadhana can be difficult. You might have to reframe your understanding of sadhana. Sadhana should be seen as a time that you spend with Krishna. And if you see it like this, you are enthusiastic for it. I would like to give you an example. Uh, we just know uh, from time to time, we have guests who help us in, uh, uh, in our service and they come. Um, and uh, just lately one devotee came uh, who is cooking here uh, and we all felt very enthusiastic. Oh, this person comes, this cook comes. We were tightening, tidying, tidying, or making the room uh, perfect. Uh, we look down the street, when is he coming? And uh, uh, then when he came, we opened the door very affectionately and ushered him in because we valued very much his presence. So the same thing is happening uh, in sadhana. You, will, you are preparing yourself for the greatest, the most wonderful guest there is for Krishna. And you should be enthusiastic. Wow, he comes at, at this time is my sadhana, my meeting with Krishna. You should, during the practice, do those things which help you to absorb your mind more in Krishna. And then it's something you really look forward for. But if you have the understanding that sadhana, oh, it's just a, a practice. Oh, oh, I really have so much to do. Then you will not be determined. I always try to see my sadhana as a meeting with Krishna. What helps me personally is I read prayers so that I can be in the proper, proper frame of mind. I have a little altar uh, with my dear deities, Shishi Radha Kanaya Lal, and I sit either before them or I have another small altar. I sit there so that I remember to be in the presence of Krishna. I invite Srila Prabhupada to be there. And in this way, my practice is not a I try to avoid a mechanic practice. Sometimes, yeah, one has his weak moments, but uh, by and large, I try to just see this as a meeting with Krishna. And then I'm very enthusiastic. <laughs> it's the best guest. <laughs> Imagine, there would be news uh, pratik that Krishna 
Oh, oh, let, let me use another example. That the Queen of England will visit your house. Ooh. And uh, then you would maybe tighten up your room. You would put your curtain maybe in a better position than now. Uh, you would uh, uh, do all kinds of things and you would be very, very happy uh, that, wow, uh, unless you fear, fear the Queen of England, but she, she's a nice lady, I think. Um, so um, you would be very enthusiastic. Now imagine you're meeting not the Queen of England, you're meeting the Lord of the whole universes. He comes uh, in the form of his holy name. Then you will get your act together. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, Marlon. Thank you very much for answering. Uh, there's one more question from Krishan Prabhu again. So um, he's asking, in Sangha, sometimes our ego gets in the way thinking of thinking others to be lesser than us. And so when they share with us, we are unable to proper, properly receive it. Can you give any suggestions as to how to develop some humility as to be able to be a receiver in everyone's Sangha? Yeah, I must already warn you, after I have tried to answer Kishan's question, I have a question for all of you, which will ma make you move in your seat. <laughs> so get ready. <laughs> I will have a question for you very soon. It's, it's called question and answers. Why should it always go one way? <laughs> I will ask my question to you and you will have to give your answer. <laughs> it's coming, coming. So, in Sangha, how can we be in the receiver mood? Did I understand this proper uh, part? Yes. Yes. How can I... There are... A few scenarios in each Sangha which demand uh, specific responses uh, from us. When we are together with a, with a more advanced devotee, then we obviously it's easy to receive. We open the ears, we try to listen in such a way that there is some, uh, you know, with, with full concentration. Um, we uh, uh, try to serve the devotee. We try to um, apply what he has taught us. By the way, serving the devotees is done when you apply their teachings to you. That's the greatest service you can do to them, for them. So it's easy to be a receiver when there is an older devotee. But sometimes that is not the case. We are surrounded by devotees who are peers or younger devotees who expect us to give them some good inspiration. I personally have 
all this learned from young devotees, younger by me, by, by seeing uh, their examples. I would like to give you an answer. I was once in a, uh, you know, I give lectures, but then many devotees wishes to speak to me on an individual basis. So there was a very young devotee, young Mataji, who wanted to speak with me. So I requested uh, another Prabhu to be in the room. And then mm, I uh, received the Mataji. And uh, I asked her, what is it that you wish to know? And she said something that I received so much inspiration. I, I was surprised because I had not at all been prepared. She said, Maharaj, somehow I read Prabhupada's books and I understood I'm an eternal servant of Krishna. I, I understood this. So, uh, now, I know it's time for me to become an eternal servant of Krishna. Could you just give me maybe some suggestions how I can start my service? Now, this was a, a, a person who was accomplished in a big firm, well-established, and uh, she asked such a question whereby which she clearly indicates spiritual life and service uh, to Krishna is of utmost importance and has the highest priority. And uh, just hearing this uh, made it possible for me to get a good inspiration uh, from, from even this young newcomer. So you have to be free from pride if you want to uh, receive from others who are junior to you and see the point. And I believe the best example for this is in the 11th canto of the Bhagavatam, where we find a highly accomplished soul. Um, he's asked, who are your gurus? And he says, I have not one guru. I, the fish is my guru, the earth is my guru, the water is the guru, the little girl in the house is my guru. And she, he lists 24 gurus and uh, their lessons to him. Mm. Even uh, yeah, this small unmarried girl is the guru of this great soul. He understood something about uh, having bad association and the results of bad association from this uh, small girl. Uh, so you have to be a little bit alert and free from pride. And then you can see uh, the whole environment teaches you and whoever is in there. Good. Thank you, Kishan. We are in good time. Now comes my question to all of you. We have 
three more minutes, two more minutes. So I will be very focused on this. And I request you to now start to think deeply. You have already survived the lecture, so you can put now your uh, absolute attention here for this last one and a half more minutes. I have talked with someone who knows the world of computer games. He lives in our community uh, on the other side of the lake. And uh, uh, he told me uh, these computer games they have in Germany. And uh, he sa said, you have to pass uh, or qualify on one level in a computer game and then you can move on to the next level in the computer game. Like uh, you, you may look for a treasure and then on one level you have to avoid the ghosts who, uh, 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 or the snake who protects the, uh, the, 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 how do you say, the treasure. And, and then you can open the treasure box and you find a key but you find out, oh, that's only a key for the next level. For, you know, uh, on the mountain, I have to climb a little bit. And I have to slay a tiger. And then I can enter the next level and some more, more will happen there. And in this way, when I've mastered that, go higher and higher until I get whew, a gold treasure or, or, or something or football or, or anything, you know. Uh, so the person told me this and I, I listened with interest. I, I did not know before. Uh, I listened and then I asked him a question. What could be your step, next step, so that you can go to the next level? And he thought, what? Next level in a computer game? No, no, in life, in life. <laughs> so I want to ask this question to all of you. What could be your next step that helps you to go to the next level? You must think about it carefully. I'm looking here at this little tyrant. <laughs> Time is... Uh, over. It was a pleasure to be with all of you, but we should now make time for the next presenter. Thank you all of you who organized it, uh, Yashomati, Kapil, and our highly talented Part, my God, Part was the master of computer uh, today. He knew everything. Uh, uh, I'm thanking all of you very much. I feel I miss you very much, really. Sometimes I cry hot tears into my pillow. Where are the Pandavasenas in England? Uh, when can I see you all very soon? Oh, yes, the mother of Kapil is also there. Hari bol. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'm, but through our mutual affection, I think we are well connected. So time will come when we see each other again. Uh, good. Uh, oh, oh, I'm get, just getting a news from Gokrishna. See you all tomorrow.
same time, same time, or, or you will know, you will know, it is, will be communicated. Uh, all the best and Jai Sila Prabhupada, Hare Krishna.